Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Welcome, everybody, to the SHW Podcast. It's Friday. You know what that means. Time for SHW. This is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield, alongside GB Gerard Bonner and the always lovely Diana Michelle. And, um, well, we're still here, so that's a good thing. Um, after the craziness that went down at the uh, show last Friday, SHW 39, uh, we weren't really sh- – I personally – uh, wasn't sure if I would still have a job. Thankfully, I do. Knock on wood. Um, if our new boss is listening, hey, uh, great to great to have you. Can't wait for the next show. And uh, yeah, but hey, let's recap uh, last week's show. And before that, how are you guys doing though? Uh, Diana, you all right? Gerard? <laughs> I'm just full of giggles week. and emotions over here, man. Well, I'm it's it's good. been an emotional week for you. <laughs> I mean, it, yes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. It it doesn't work for me because it turns into a really real I mean I can ugly cry, but it turns into a really oh. ugly cry okay. when I'm trying I'm to gonna, laugh. Yeah. Gonna call you Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam. You're all cried out. So <laughs> oh. I just yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's, on my playlist this week. It's been sure. a full couple of weeks for me. So a lot of stuff all over the place. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of airing for yeah. you. A lot. A lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that at least what we have here in V3 seems to be safe for the time being. So let's leverage and enjoy this. Well, I mean, V-Dub has the equipment, so he kind of, you know. Would... This is true. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good idea so to get rid of him. That's job security there. there, there so at least he's safe. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Good, good yeah. call, Diana. Good call, right? Diana. Oh God! Well, uh, shall we get into into what went down last Friday? It was yeah. Um, we were talking Is it about this. Safe to call it the most controversial uh, show in our history. I think Ooh. so, and and we've had quite a few controversial shows this year. This, yes, yeah, in the three year, three and a half year history, and especially this year. And so, I would say this ranks up there towards the top, if not mm. the very top. But um, it was. Let's uh, we were just tar- slowly ease ourselves into this. I don't want to jump too hard. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, we were talking yeah. off air, and I was saying how this show was quite the roller coaster of emotions. We had some mm-hmm. very high points of excitement, and mm-hmm. everybody was happy and all smiles. Uh, you know, if you think about like the All Star Special match, uh, mm-hmm. then you had like like the sad moments with David Ali. All of these things we will get to here in, in a few. But uh, then you had like the stuff where everybody was shocked uh, and maybe a little upset, and uh, <laughs> so we'll get to that as well. But uh, let's just start at the top of the card here. And the very first match of the night was SHW original Jordan Kingsley taking on SHW newcomer Darian Bankston, who we were excited to see. Of course, we know him from the Nightmare Factory. He's been all over the indies lately, made appearances with AEW and uh, taking on the Nightwalker, Jordan Kingsley. It was uh, quite a match. Yeah, Jeffy. Oh yeah, it was it was it was definitely a great match. Lived up to all of our expectations. I'm a big fan of uh, Darian Bankston, and uh, obviously, as you mentioned, we've had a chance to see him quite a bit. The Nightmare Factory, you know, AEW wrestling, really all over the country. And so to have him finally land in SHW in a match where I really felt like it was two guys evenly matched, and uh, this match really played that out as they literally were having counter for counter for counter. It was just, it was fantastic. I think when you guys see this uh, on IWTV, you'll see why I believe Darian Bankston belongs in SHW. Uh, And, oh, I just had an interesting thought. Uh Uh-oh. You know, sometimes folks who are great enemies make great tag team partners. And I think a team of Darian Bankston and Jordan Kingsley could really become a thing. They really yeah. could. I, I, I mean, two high flyers who can move the way they move. I think, I think they could be a, a real thing. So, yeah. That's welcome an idea. Darian Bankston. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll see more of Darian Bankston. I, I was really looking forward to that match because of their abilities, you know, to go against each other. And, yeah. um, I thought Jordan really stood out, you know, as opposed to what we're trying to, 
you know, what he, what we've experienced with him the last couple of shows. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done his thing, but he's been overshadowed in a bit. Agreed. So Agreed. I feel like he show he shown with, with uh, Darian Banks. I think they complimented each other very mm-hmm. well. And to your point, that would be an awesome time match or it tech would. team. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. That'd be interesting. And uh, here's the thing, though, as we talked about, you know, Jordan remains undefeated this year. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the future holds for, for him in the singles division uh, for the rest of the year, 2022 in SHW. But one thing we do know is that I don't think things are done between him and Carly Bravo. We'll get to this in a minute when we talk about what happened after the Ali Bravo match as it, mm-hmm. as it uh, pertains to Jordan Kingsley. But I feel like there's something still going on there. And that's not quite settled yet. So we'll see where that picks up down the road, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps even next month at SHW 40, which, by the way, SHW 40, 40 uh, is right around the corner. And it's hard to believe. We, well, I have to stop and think, though, you know, we're actually four or five or, you know, maybe five or six shows behind, right? Because of the pandemic, we skipped about five or so, maybe six months. So we actually should be closer to SHW 50. But mm-hmm. still, it just kind of blows my mind that we're actually – approaching shw 40 and yeah. uh here we are <laughs> it's like wow which what by the way will be the second friday of june that's right so the first of june correct 10th. that's right mm-hmm. that's right good reminder there and we'll be reminding you of course in the coming weeks uh hammering that home because we're bound to forget we always do whenever we switch it up but <laughs> yeah. uh uh yeah the second friday which will be june 10th and um you know sometimes like, it's hard to believe it's like a little over three and a half years. Sometimes I feel like it's happened so quick. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I, I remember things that happened at the very beginning. And I'm like, man, that feels like so long ago. And, yeah. you know, three and a half years really isn't all that long ago. But sometimes it's just crazy. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's slow. But here we are, SHW40 coming up. So we'll see what uh, the future holds for uh, Jordan Kingsley. And again, like you said, Darian Bankston, I would love to see him back in action at SHW. I think he put on a great showing. Uh, yeah. for his SHW debut. So yes. we'll see what happens there. But our second match of the night was a match that, honestly, I did not expect it uh, so soon because mm-hmm. we because a lot of times we don't see the card before it happens. We're seeing it when the fans are seeing it. And all of a sudden, Joe Black's music kicks in, and we're like, oh, we're getting this match now. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the Black Cloud Joe Black taking on Kyle Matthews, one half formerly of the Tag Team Champions, uh, Technical Excellence. and we said it in the pre-show. We said it the week before on the preview show. This is one of those matches that we never really knew we wanted until we saw it on the, on the poster. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how has how this match never happened before? Right. And you have two guys that could be super technical, two guys that could do a little strong style, two guys that could do a little bit uh, of everything. And, man, oh, man, GB, I think you said it uh, at the end of the match on commentary that GWH better be looking out because this could be a candidate for match of the year uh and it it was just that darn good what'd you guys think i thought it was great it was everything i expected it to be i mean technical joe's powerhouse moves you know it was just like how did we not have this match prior to this right Mm -hmm. because everybody was doing different things i'm sure but i mean i want to see it again yeah can we do that again (laughs) i wouldn't mind can we go around to, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really like that without all the, the extra, you know, what you're with, what you're with, what you used to do, just bring Joe and Kyle together and let them battle it out to the finish. I would, I want to see it. It yeah, was too good not to have a double take. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and if for whatever reason we only get it one time, uh, I'm glad we, we got to call it. I'm glad yeah. we got to, to house it. It really was an instant classic it was one of those pickums you know mm-hmm. i'm thinking of black sheep right now you could get with this or you could get with that you know right. and i just say either one it could have gone either way in that match it was a toss up uh in my head if i'm thinking of how the match would go uh it started off completely different than i thought it would and it just really evolved into an incredible match as we expected Joe Black getting the win, but I'll tell you, I want to see that over and over and over again. And a loss yes. to Joe Black is not a demotion. It's not a, a peg yeah. down. I mean, two veterans going 
going to battle and it was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and again i say pay attention gwh match of the year candidate yeah and uh you think back to to just prior to the match starting you know joe got on the microphone he talked about how some of these up-and-coming kids he even called out a certain group uh particularly, which I won't get into, but saying that they're not doing it right. Like all of a sudden they train for a few weeks and they think they're big stars. Well, he's been doing it for years. Kyle's in his 19th year currently. And he talked about how, you know, they're kind of the veterans. They're, they're trying to show these young up-and-comers the right way to go about things. How when you show up, even if you're the first match on the card, you stick around all the way through the main event. Then you help break right. down. You know, you help you, mm. you do things that you pay your dues, basically, is what he was getting at. And then he went to tell Kyle that you know what, I could even teach an old dog new tricks. He mm -hmm. went. To, he said, shake my hand and follow me. Mm -hmm. Now, the follow me, I'll get to that here in a little bit as we get towards the end of the show because that would come back around. But when he said it, I was like, oh, where, where is he going with this? He goes to shake mm -hmm. the hand, went for the quick low blow. Kyle caught him, and then the match was underway. But it was kind of like mm – -hmm. and I think most of the match, it was pretty back and forth. There weren't a, a whole lot of underhanded tactics that were taking place. Mm -hmm. But just the very beginning there, I went, oh, wait a second, Joe. What's, what's going on here? And, um, you know, he's been kind of back and forth over the last, gosh, six months to a year of mm -hmm. sometimes the fans are – the fans have always been behind him, it seems like. Sometimes he's embraced that, and then other mm -hmm. times he wants nothing to do with it. So it's kind of a <laughs> not really sure what to make of it. And, again, <laughs> we'll get to what happened at the end of the show because now mm -hmm. I think the fans are feeling a, some kind of way about Joe Black and uh, who he's currently affiliated with, but we'll get there. Um, after that, third match down on the card was the Tank Open Gauntlet, uh, which we weren't quite sure what to expect here. Uh, we were told ahead of time. Were. We were told, yeah. well, I, I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more deathmatch style stuff happening in these matches, which uh, I just wasn't sure because uh, we were told ahead of time that I believe uh, the Reverend was kind of making the rules for this whole mm -hmm. gauntlet. And uh, but we did get a few SHW debuts, um, some longer than others. Uh, the first couple were fairly short. The third one uh, actually lasted a little while. Uh, but let's start with Eddie Honcho, edible Eddie Honcho, if you will, uh, who I had seen at other promotions before. So I had seen the whole entrance and the, the excitement. He's got MC Hammer playing. Uh, he comes out dancing. He's got the flashy outfit, the sunglasses. Uh, and I'm a fan, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's a weird contrast when you're getting in the ring with somebody like Tank, who's the bloodbath behemoth, you know, the strong style psycho, the deathmatch legend, and then Edible Eddie Honcho. <laughs> and it Maybe that was his, his uh, strategy to distract. It, it could have been. It could have been. I mean, he jumped right on the attack when he jumped in the ring, and I think all mm -hmm. the flashiness kind of was a distraction. It was a distraction for me. <laughs> so maybe it was for Tank as well. I don't know. But uh, uh, real quick, I'll run through it. It's Eddie Honcho. Then you had C.J. Lawler, Xavier Reyes, and supposed to have been the Georgia Avenger. But let's talk about these other guys first. What did you guys make of uh, all those guys? Honcho, Reyes, uh, C.J. Lawler. What do we think? Well, I did, in fact, remember Honcho. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's inevitable. Um, I can't say I did about C.J. Lawler. I, I don't think even remember. I think he lasted the least the least amount of time. He was pretty much in there real quick and right back mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even I don't remember him getting in the ring or or I don't remember that. Well, you must have blinked because if you blinked, I, you I, I must have. Or I don't know. Maybe I was distracted. I don't. Maybe I was watching Eddie. I don't know. But it's Javier Reyes did impress mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so we were saying Xavier Reyes. Were we saying it wrong? Yes. Whoops. Well, but it's okay. Because my apologies. I was too. Javier. I was too, and until sorry, I learned. But mm. it, it's Javier Reyes, and yeah, he was in there a, a good long time, and um, mm -hmm. I mean, withstood some blows from from Tank, and I was, you know, I, I, I kind of sat back. I was like, okay, we got a contender, maybe. Let's mm -hmm. see what this what this guy can do, and unfortunately, he he, he didn't come out on a good note, but. I think he did a good showing for that, that first one. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the Georgia Avenger, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor guy. I, I have to give all three of these guys credit because there's no way I was getting in the ring with Tank. And oh, I, didn't, no. I didn't think that there'd be anybody who'd be willing to take the challenge. Um, but they all did. 
And uh, again, Hancho uh, is Gross. memorable. He is memorable. And my fear is that in him calling himself edible, that that name might have been prophetic as he might have been completely eaten up by Tank. And uh, that's kind of what happened, actually. Um, and then uh, C.J. Lawler uh, reminds me of a California hamburger. He was in and out. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I'm good. I'm Poor totally guy. good. But it was Javier Reyes. I was really impressed with him. Um, first of all, his size, you know, mm -hmm. tall guy, uh, really brought the thunder. He lasted with Tank a lot longer than anybody thought he would. And so mm -hmm. I'd be intrigued to see if he can perhaps fit into all things SHW. I think he's got a great look. Um, yep. And I think he could be somebody that could be a contender. So congratulations to all three of them for having enough courage <clears throat> to step yes. up uh, to this gauntlet challenge. Yeah. I still uh, was laughing to myself later on because when uh, Honcho came out, it said it on his vest, the Pillsbury Playboy. And I said, yeah. here comes the Pillsbury Playboy. And GB said, I'm sorry, did you just call it the Pillsbury Playboy? I said, that's what it says on his, yeah, on his vest. I, 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 I mean, yeah. look, I've worked a lot of shows with this guy, and it's always, I have to ask him, is it Playboy? or Because I want to say Doughboy oh, wow. so bad. This, this reminds so me, bad. Do, do you guys, I'm going to go back a second. Do you guys remember Playboy Buddy Rose? Uh -huh. Yes. So this is like a reminder of that, like Playboy Buddy Rose, which the fans would call him Doughboy. Right. You know, he was like nearly 300 pounds and fancied himself as 215, um, like yeah. he was a Playboy. And so <laughs> it, it reminds me of that. But to that end, the courage um, that and the confidence that Eddie Honcho yeah. has is oh, remarkable. Yes. Yeah. I, I long to have that level of confidence. I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, he comes from a, you know, he's he's a descendant of a, another wrestler in his family. Now I cannot recall the man's name, oh. but we will find it. And a I'll long lineage know. of Playboy. Well, at least his dad. His dad was a, a well. As I don't know. A, if he as was a matter of fact, play. it was it was Playboy Buddy Rose. As a matter of fact. Well, how about that? <laughs> how about that? I'm, I'm starting rumors. That's not true. Yeah. You I are. Don't, I don't think. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think. But anyways. So at that point, Tank was 3-0 and with the gauntlet. There was supposed to be a fourth uh, person coming out for the gauntlet. And it was the uh, good old Georgia Avenger, who we've seen, uh, we've seen a few times in the history of SHW. Yes. And, uh, well, he sort of made his way out to the stage. Um, not by his own volition. He was thrown out of the curtain because uh, apparently he had been taken out backstage by one Gunnar Miller, the people's captain. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then... It appears that Gunner is going to enter this gauntlet as he makes his way to the ring. Well, as I said, the Reverend is making all the rules, apparently. The Reverend says, nope, the gauntlet's over. Tank is your winner. Uh, you know, that's it. And so they go to exit, stage left. Meanwhile, Gunner's in the ring, gets the mic, and does something that completely shocked me and probably a lot of the fans and you guys as well. Because after all this talk about, like, trash talk from Gunner about deathmatch wrestling, and about how he thinks Tank, he doesn't give him any respect, doesn't consider him a real wrestler because he's in, into deathmatch wrestling. Mm -hmm. Gunner challenges Tank, and then not even just a challenge. He actually already has it on paper. The papers have been signed by uh, management for next month, SHW40. We're going to see Gunner Miller versus Tank in a deathmatch. Mm. Gunner Miller calling out Tank for a deathmatch. Tank's specialty I'm not sure that that's such a great idea by Gunnar Miller. I get it. It's personal now. He's, you know, out, to, out for blood at this point. But I, I don't know, man. What do you guys think? A death match? Maybe, I mean, maybe he has a plan, right? I mean, last month they were supposed to have a traditional wrestling match. Well, before the match started, something happened. He ran into a door, blah, blah, blah. He couldn't compete to his, you know, natural level. But yeah. With him calling out a match like Tank once, maybe he's got a plan. I mean, there's no disqualification, right? There's no rules. Who knows what he's got? I mean, he's he's a strategist. He knows what he's doing. I got confidence in old Gunner, but um, it's gonna be ugly either way. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. But I, I do think he's got a plan. He's not gonna walk into a death match without having something up his sleeve. 
yeah, you know, I, I also wonder if somehow this was all a part of the plan from Tank and Reverend Dan to yeah. get ultimately Gunner to go and agree to a death match. I mean, they've goaded him, they've tried to strangle him, they've done all kinds of things to get him into his wheelhouse. Um, now, to this point, this is what's interesting. So, obviously, the death match is the specialty of Tank. And so you would naturally think Tank has the advantage. But you got to wonder, if actually Gunner has been pushed to the point of a death match, what is Gunner willing to do? Yeah, no kid. That's the question. And so I think that uh, this is going to be one to see for sure come mm -hmm. SHW 40. And uh, I think Gunner has a plan to your point, Diana. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to see what it is. Whew. SHW 40, we already know what's going to happen. So uh, we don't know a lot of the matches yet. I'm sure we'll be announcing them over the next couple of weeks. But we definitely know that that's going to be one of the big ones that everybody's going to be looking forward to. I know I am. And uh, gosh, I just... <laughs> Anything can happen. Like you said, Diana, no rules. Just right, right? Something like that. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, though. Uh, moving down the card, we had uh, the women's division action. We had Shazza McKenzie, newcomer to SHW, taking on uh, somebody returning after a long absence named Kenzie Page. Last time we saw her was back in 2019 as she took on Danny Jordan. Speaking of Danny Jordan, we had a surprise return by the real mean girl, who shocked everybody before the match started. She got introduced, came out, and joined us uh, at the commentary booth to help us call this match. And um, interestingly enough, Shaza got on the microphone before the match started saying, you know, she's finally glad she's been, been able to show up at SHW. She's from Australia, and they've been on lockdown literally for the last two years. So she's doing this tour of America over the last few months to make up for lost time. And she should have been here a long time ago, but, of course, thanks to the pandemic, uh, that wasn't able to happen. And she even mentioned how she, at one point she was supposed to face Danny Jordan. And now Danny's injured now that she has us finally here, but she can't wait to get in the ring, hopefully with Danny sometime in the future. So we'll see uh, when, and if that happens, hopefully it does, but what a great match between these two competitors. Uh, the, the last time we saw Kenzie, like I said, was November of 2019. And boy, has she come a long, long way from then. And even then that was one of the best uh, matches we've had with Danny Jordan uh, since the beginning of SHW. And I think even Danny will tell you that's one of her favorite matches. So yeah. since then, Kenzie has gone on to, you know, uh, appear on AEW. She's appeared with the NWA. And, um, and I think we even said earlier that week, she had just had a match with uh, WWE legend uh, Mickey James. So, I mean, she has really done some big things. And, of course, Shaz has been all over the world doing big things as well. So what a treat <laughs> it was for us to have that match in the action building at SHW. I was personally not um, familiar with Shaza as much. I uh, heard her name a few times, seen her picture, but I hadn't actually seen a match that she had, uh, as she's had before. I was impressed. I, I liked her whole demeanor. I liked her whole, what she brought, how she brought it, everything, how she, you know, packaged herself and came to uh, Kinsey. Now, Kinsey, I have seen her a few times early, I guess, early in her career. I'm not sure how long she's been wrestling, but like you said, how she's improved and the, the change in her attitude from what I remember in other promotions, her confidence. She strutted to that ring. She had, you know, it's like whatever. It was very close to Danny, Danny's, you know, her, her aura, how she mm -hmm. brings herself. Like she's the shiznit whatever but <laughs> what a great women's match it was you know i mean either one of those girls could have been a great competitor for our regulars at shw i mean it, it's is. it's funny you said that diana because danny even on commentary talked about how close her and kenzie have been over the last couple of years and how you know, she kind of knows Kenzie very well, and there's a lot of similarities there, and they're almost like sisters. And so the fact yeah. that you just said that about how she kind of was putting off that Danny vibe. Now, right. I'm sure you can't well, say that I, to Kenzie Page, so where, she might get offended people, by that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I hope she don't, main girl. <laughs> well, she would but, be, no, I'm just saying she would get offended and be like, no, Danny's stealing my vibe. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. 
and I've seen where promoters or, or fans or somebody has gotten them mixed up before. Uh, wow. I mean, they, they have the black and pink, you know, and just that whole attitude thing. But either way, I think the match itself was great. I mean, we need more women yeah. of that caliber in SHW. I mean, come on, come on, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, we are advocates at V3 for women's wrestling in SHW. And um, to see these two amazing competitors make their way to SHW and put on an absolutely amazing match, it just, it, it deepens what we have in terms of our women's division. So I hope that either or both of them are able to return and that we'll see more women make their way to SHW uh, and really give uh, Danny, uh, our queen, Rekka, um, an opportunity uh, to really test their, their might against uh, these new competitors who are coming for, for the queen's crown. So really yeah. exciting stuff to see uh, these two amazing competitors. And what a match. It was a fantastic match. That's great. Uh, also, real quick, bef before we move on and get into some real dramatic stuff here, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Kenzie's tag partner uh dylan mcqueen i know dylan mcqueen's been dealing uh, yes. with some health issues over the last uh, several weeks and uh, our thoughts and prayers are of course with you and uh, i know we've seen some improvements over the last uh, week or so so hopefully those continue and uh, just know that we're thinking about you and i'm sure many of the fans are as well um and if you're not familiar just follow dylan mcqueen on social media and, and keep up to date with his uh, progress as he recovers uh, from his injuries and stuff so our thoughts are with him, and I just want to get that out there before we move on too far into the weeds here. Um, totally. Here's where I'm – I'm hesitant to get to this because as I'm looking at the card, like this is the match I'm like dreading to get to, but we got to cover the whole show, so here we go. Um, first of all, we thought this next match was going to be our big main event. Gary Lamb came out to cut his promo, as he always does, welcome the fans, all that good stuff. Um, he, he had some maybe not so kind things to say about, uh, about Dylan James's opponent, uh, Cruel, as well as Brooklyn. And next thing you know, we hear their music come on and they make their way to the ring and they get in the face of Gary Lamb. Next thing you know, we hear Dylan's music come on. Dylan makes his way down. And before you know it, we're having this match right then and there instead of waiting until the main event. So, um, Part of me was excited that we we're going to have, oh, we're having this big match right now. Um, but I will say the way it all ended up, it kind of put a little weird kink into the rest of the show after what ended up happening. Um, if you haven't heard yet, <laughs> then you haven't been paying attention to social media because what ended up happening was uh, in a chain match, much like a traditional strap match, you're attached by a chain. You have to tag each corner consecutively. One, two, three, four. There is no disqualification, no count out, nothing like that. And, well, Cruel used that to his advantage by none other than Joe Black making his way into the ring and helping Cruel defeat Dylan James and uh, thus making Brooklyn the new booker and matchmaker of SHW. Um, I will say there was just a, uh, like a stunned silence or like a, you know, a hush came over the crowd. Like nobody knew what to think because we just couldn't believe that that was – really happening right in front of our eyes and sure enough it, it did it was uh and i called it an unholy alliance between joe black and the heathen cruel like we did not see that coming um and i talked about earlier joe telling kyle matthews follow me what did he mean by that exactly was he trying to recruit more people to join himself and the heathen cruel uh well i say join them in a certain group we'll find out at the end of the show what that group was but your thoughts real quick before we move on with this matchup uh, with Dylan being defeated by Cruel? Well, as you said, there was a hush at the end of that match. I mean, it wasn't more of a, like a shocking hush. It was more like, what just happened? Yeah. Did this really happen? What does our future hold with Brooklyn being the booker and Cruel being at her beck and call? The way he, and Joe, we all knew Joe was, on the edge of doing something extreme i did yeah. not see that happening at all i don't i don't i don't know what to expect from here on out 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's a, that's a tough one. I think we all looked at the potential possibilities, like there's no way that this could possibly happen. And it seemed as though things were going Dylan's way. You know, uh, people were showing up to really stand up for Dylan in this whole fight, which I thought was incredible. And he was holding his own. Uh, the Joe Black piece shocked us all. I, I just, for the life of me, didn't understand why Joe Black would turn on a guy who has given him so many opportunities. Um, Dylan has given so many opportunities to Joe Black, and I, I, I just don't understand. I still don't understand why he would do that and what in the world Brooklyn and or Cruel could have promised Joe that would have made Joe feel like he would have gotten a better future from them than from Dylan. I don't understand. I still don't understand. And so I think we all were left with, you know, this crazy taste in our mouth. And the biggest question is, when would this take effect? Like, would the rest of the show be able to still be, you know, what it was? Or uh, would this start at SHW 40? Like, what are the terms and conditions? All of these things, nobody knew. And so, hence the, the hush and still kind of the, oof, yeah. I will say that uh, after that chaotic match and the outcome of that match, the all-star special match could not have come at a better time because yes. when, they come to, when, when they come to the ring, it's always a party. Now that they're the tag champs, uh, we called it a championship party, but we never know what's going to be in the jukebox, but it's always something fun. It always gets the entire oh, crowd singing along. And uh, I'm glad that that happened like right afterwards because we were in such a funk. You know, like it was such a, like, like I said, like we came to a hush. The crowd came to a hush. Everybody was just sitting there in disbelief, like almost like a sick knot in the stomach of like, oh no, what, what just happened? And then to be able to bring the crowd back up, get the excitement going again. And uh, TSF making their official SHW debut. We talked about it at the show that they had appeared on the pre-show at Still Here 3 last October, making an unofficial debut. So this was an official debut for them. And what, bigger stage than an SHW tag team championship match. And um, I will say the boys showed up, they put on a, a heck of a show. However, not quite enough for Huck and Hanson who were, uh, were successful in their very first title defense and uh, had a lot of fun there. And uh, <laughs> I, it, it was weird to be able to have fun after what had just happened, uh, you know, 10 or 15 minutes prior to that. But uh Anyways, what did you think of the tag title match? I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought TSF was was a uh, a good uh, competitor and um, competition for our tag champions. I do think they were a little bit more ballsy than they probably should have been. Yeah. Who takes the man's belt while they're doing their entrance? Come on, man. Who does that? You're you're new here. You, yeah. you don't really know what's going to happen and this man was in a dog collar match with joe black right <laughs> you gonna just take his belt and walk away like you mm -mm. so they got their just desserts but um i'll help the ass <laughs> <laughs> i said something like that at the last show i said something about they the did. I said, I said the crowd is. I said the crowd is firmly behind the ASS. And GB looked at me. GB looked at me like I had two heads. And I was like, Do you no. not? Do you not remember Logan Chase used to always say, "I'm an ass man." I'm an ass man. And yeah. the fans love it. They just like ASS, ASS. Oh, they love it. Wow. All <laughs> hail the queen. All hail the Wow. <laughs> And there's probably one person who would chant both. So the incredible part um, of all of this is that our tag team champions. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get to him later. <laughs> remain. Our tag team champions remain oh. the all-star special. I got to tell you something about TSF. They are gutsy. They really represent this generation of millennial wrestler who yeah. really just kind of throws caution to the wind, cares very little Obviously. about history, and re is ready to show up in their space to take over. 
I applaud their bravado because sometimes when you find out the history of a thing, it becomes overwhelming. And when it gets overwhelming, you can't do what you came to do. They right. were clear on their purpose. Their purpose was to win the SHW tag titles by any means necessary. And so they were willing to do whatever they had to do. I applaud that. The only thing is for as long as it's taken all-star special to win these titles and for all that they've gone through, they were not willing to just let these things go because of a new, a new young hot tag team. And so they really proved their worth. They proved why they're the tag team champions. And I'm looking forward to this reign from all-star special. I really am. We've seen them mature and grow as a tag team evolve. And so uh, this is going to be an interesting run for them. I'm excited for them. Uh, great showing by TSF, but still our tag team champions, the all-star special. And a shout out to that uh, full vertical squat of uh, a yeah. Hanson. How about Hanson? I mean, that was that was impressive. Okay. Now on, on social media, uh, somebody I guess it had asked Hanson about that because not only did he do the uh, vertical press or vertical suplex, but he was doing squats while holding up. I believe it was Rosario Grillo at the time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yes. he also did the uh, that arm drag where he made his way like a nimble like a cat up to the top mm -hmm. rope and then came yes. over that arm yes. drag. So somebody was calling him out on uh, social media like, "Where has this uh, been? Like, where where did this mm -hmm. come from?" And Hanson said, oh, I could always do that. It just was never just the right time. The right time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's intriguing. Because if you're studying film on All-Star Special, you don't expect any of those moves. Right. No. So that's what's going to be dangerous about this run. They are getting better. They're in the best shape of their career. They're losing weight. They're becoming more agile. So all of the tape you might have studied may mean nothing yeah. when you go and fight them now because they're going to break got, out all these new moves. Yeah, they got a lot in their back pockets that nobody they knows do. about. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Huck is doing moonsaults off the top rope, for God's sake. <laughs> there it is. Could you imagine being the opponent laying on the mat and you look up, like you're knocked a little loopy, right? <laughs> and you're laying there and you kind of come to and you're, you're, your eyes clear up just in time to see big to old see incredible Huck doing a moonsault from the top rope. It's, I mean, can you imagine? Whew. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Probably be your last memory. <laughs> right. I'll sit at my table. I'm good. I'll stay. Yeah, exactly. I'm staying out of the ring. That's, uh, anyways, <laughs> props to All-Star Special. And, um, and who knows, TSF, uh, you know, a good showing for their official debut. And yes. maybe we'll see them down the line in SHW as well a little Absolutely. bit more. But uh, good showing all the way around there in, in a great tag team title match. <sighs> okay, here we go. Here's another match that I was kind of dreading getting to talking about, but we got to get through it. So here we go. We were actually joined by another <laughs> guest on commentary, mm -hmm. the one and only Captain Sean Dean making a return mm -hmm. to SHW after a lengthy mm -hmm. absence, uh, making a return to join us on commentary for this next huge matchup. Uh, two former brothers of Overkill, Carly Bravo taking on David Ali, our savior, uh, in somewhat of a farewell match, of course, as he told all of us, this is uh, is not goodbye. This is see you later. So, uh, but we do know it will probably be a while. So it was somewhat of a farewell match as he is off to Chicago uh, for the next big phase of his career. And uh, and what a great match these two put on. Um, and it just got a little emotional, you know, as the match went on. As we start realizing, like, wow, this is going to be. Uh, <laughs> you see Diana there, yeah, okay, maybe a lot emotional. Uh, as we start realizing towards the deep waters of the match that, oh, wait, after this match is over, we're not going to see David for a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it was one of those things. I think I may even mention on, on commentary, GB, that a lot of times we talk about moments at SHW. You know, it may not be a, a particular match that people remember or like a full match or whatever, but there are different moments that happen throughout the shows that people are going to go away remembering. And after that match was over, the way the crowd was chanting for him and cheering for him, there was nobody seated. Everybody was standing. We were standing. Uh, he's going around giving hugs to everybody and came by and talked talk to all three of us. And, man, you know, talk about that lump in the throat moment. Um, but that was one of those big moments that I think a lot of people are going to remember for a long time. But overall, great match. Uh, it was great to have Captain Sean Dean with us on commentary. Um, but, man, at the end of it, Whew, we were we were uh, kind of a <laughs> a bit of a mess there at, at commentary. Uh, we had to kind of regather our emotions before the big main event. But um, 
how are you guys feeling? I know we've had a few days to recover. We've all talked to David a little bit since then. And of course he's moving on now, but uh, whew, how are we I haven't doing? recovered. I, I still haven't. It really hit me as he came out of the curtain and yeah. I was, hold on. <laughs> God, I hate you, David. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get through it. I'm sorry. I was about to announce him for the last time. He's going to laugh at me when he sees this back because I'm crying my elbows out already, but that really hit me hard. Yeah. I had to force myself to get it out, but it was, it was an amazing feeling to, um, to be able to do that, to be able to be the one. And, and for you guys to call that match was great. And I don't want to, I don't want to shed any shadows on Carly because he he did awesome. And oh my God, what a heel he's been right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was going to take the bat to David on his farewell match, right? I mean, don't come on. By the, the way, by the way, what a boost to Carly's career to be able to say that he defeated. Our longest reigning – sorry, GB, I feel like I'm probably stealing your thunder, so I'll let you take this. <laughs> Go for it. it. <laughs> Go for it. But, yeah, like our I, I longest reigning – guns in the chamber. Our, our longest reigning champ, <laughs> and, and here comes Carly, who's still – you know, he's coming off his rookie year, which was a phenomenal rookie year. He's been phenomenal so far in 2022 as well. Right. And, you know, proving that he's not just a replacement at SHW. He is turning it into the Carly Bravo show. And what better way to do that than to defeat somebody like David Ali, not only our longest reigning champion, but on what he knows is a very special night for David Ali and a special right. night for the SHW crowd and us uh, and, and the fact that it's David's farewell match. So for Carly to come in there and steal that victory, man, props to him, but also him. very sad and emotional for the rest of us too with the, with the David situation, but. Yeah. yeah, I really expected David to come, you know, to go out and with a win instead of um, being humiliated that way by his former brother. He hugged him. He yeah. was welcoming him, welcoming him to the table, you know, so to speak. And to have him do that was just like, really? You know, come on, you know. But very emotional, very emotional night. I mean, the fans did not cease to, to show him more and more love. And chat those hallelujahs and how loud was that crowd? I mean, despite the, the the silence I talked about earlier, in certain moments of the night, in this match especially, boy were they hype. So they were so hype. We're on commentary with Sean Dean and GB. You know, like we were like we could barely hear each other. You know, we got yeah. our headsets on, but yeah. it was just so loud in there at certain points. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It's really a testament to what he's done in Georgia wrestling and yeah. and. Like, like I said in a post or, or a comment, I mean, we would be so selfish to want him to stay. So with that, I bid him goodbye until I see you again, but my heart hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot that can be said about David Ali. And the crazy part about this is there are so many things happening at the same time. Right. So there is the departure of David Ali and the acknowledgement of what he has done in SHW from the very beginning up until this point. You know, um, we think about when he won the championship, but the road to him getting to become champion. He came here on this podcast two years ago uh, when the podcast started during the you know start of the pandemic where he was wondering if he would ever wrestle again he literally thought his career could be over because he didn't know yeah. he had the love for it anymore you know so to see him go from that to having the best year of any wrestler and no offense to anybody but you know it does seem odd that he did not walk away as wrestler of the year in 2021 because he clearly had the best year from start to finish. And um, for all that he's done, and it's just, it, it was an opportunity to be able to pay homage to him in acknowledgement of what he has done um, for SHW, for Georgia Wrestling. Um, it's, it's something that's special, and I, I won't have enough words 
to express my level of gratitude, appreciation, and pride for what David Ali has accomplished in this business. He is the poster child for the people that they say can't make it that turns around and becomes the best in the business. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I love the fact that we all got to experience it together and we all got to be part of this journey together. We contributed to each other's roles uh, in all of our rise here in Georgia wrestling and at independent wrestling. And so I salute him. And at the same time, this lends way to the rise of the star that we have seen for the last year named Carly Bravo. For all of the conversation that happens about David Ali and for all of the praise we just heaped on him, let's remember that one man beat him that night. Yeah. That was Carly Bravo. Carly Bravo is a major player. From the first day we saw him, we said he was a star. Yeah. It is undeniable now, after you pin the shoulders to the mat of the longest reigning champion of our company's history, the most offenses, he is that guy. When you beat him, everything changes. And I have to say, I think as we're watching one star ascend to another space, we're watching another star come and literally rise in our galaxy. And uh, I, I think we need to get ready because I don't think there's much that's going to be able to stop Carly Bravo. Just like it was with David, where it was such a fun ride for all of us to get to witness firsthand, uh, yeah. you know, where he was and where he's going to and, and going to continue to go to. It's the same thing with Carly, you know, and a lot of these guys and, and girls. Like, it's, it's cool uh, from our perspective to yes. be able to sit in the commentary booth, sit at the timekeeper's table and be able to see uh, these guys firsthand in, like, their early stages and, and to see where they've, you know, Alan angels, for instance, or, or, or theories, I almost said Austin mm -hmm. theory, but just theory, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but there's, a, there's a lot of folks that we've seen come through the doors of SHW that have just gone on and done some amazing things. And uh, it's been, been a privilege. And especially for David, you know, we all talked to him privately. We talked to him after the show Well, we've messaged back and forth and, and, you know, he knows we love him. He knows I love him. And he knows, uh, that it, that it was just an absolute privilege for us to be able to call some of those matches and be a part of uh, his journey. Like you said, GB couldn't have said it better. So uh, very, uh, very bittersweet, you know, uh, it's been so great. And Diana, you touched on this, like selfishly, I, w I wish he would stay, but you know, it's going to be cool to see where he goes from here. And, and I know it's not goodbye. It's just see you later. And uh, we'll see him on down the road and who knows, Maybe we'll all end up uh, calling him on uh, national television sometime. Who knows? I calling one of his surprised. matches. We'll see. Um, but that brings us to our big main event of the evening. Uh, we thought the main event was going to be the Cruel Dylan match uh, that took place earlier in the night. But this was our big triple threat championship matchup uh, as Owen Knight defended his SHW title in the biggest, uh, both figuratively and literally, match of his career. And the thing is, GB, I said that last month, I said it was his biggest mm -hmm. match, both figuratively and literally, when it was just against Cyrus. Mm -hmm. They won up to me because now it was even bigger than that because it was Cyrus and Judas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, here's where things got a little, a little crazy. Uh, GB, you talked about earlier with uh, Brooklyn taking over the reins as Booker. We didn't know when that exactly would go into effect. Was that going to happen at, uh, next month at SHW 40? Um, which is what we kind of assumed, I think. Um, but you know what happens? They say what happens when you assume. <laughs> and so. You become tag team champions. Well, there you go. <laughs> 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 nice, nice callback. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. What, what ended up happening was um, the two big men, they fight into the crowd. They head towards the back, which, by the way, I'm thinking to myself, and I said this before the show during the pre-show, I was like, there seems to be more of a, a personal issue there than, mm -hmm. than their focus on the title. As they far didn't as Judas care is, about the title. They before, didn't, that's, they the thing is though, it was one of those things where it was like, like GB said, it was kind of like a double whammy thing where it's like, well, they can get their hands on each other, but also perhaps potentially win the SHW title in the process. Uh, right. However, they seem to have too much focus on 
beating the crap out of each other. And they took it through the crowd. They ended up going back behind the curtain backstage. Uh, who knows where they ended up? They may have ended up in the parking lot for all we know. They're probably still fighting. Actually. They, they could be who knows? down the street into downtown Canton for all we know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but um, they broke that barricade and the fans just, just dispersed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, like a parting of the red. Get sea, out of the way. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like move yeah. with kids running mm-hmm. everywhere. People were grabbing up babies and moving <laughs> to the corners. It was, Absolutely. it was wild. It yeah. was wild. Um, it was it was crazy, but they left. The thing is, after beating on Owen for a little while, they left him laying in the ring. And I thought, the thing is, triple threat match, no DQ, no count out. So I'm thinking, like, right. okay, it's not like these two can get counted out. Something's got to happen. Somebody's got to get pinned here. How's this going to play out? And then we hear the voice of our new Booker okay. Brooklyn on the microphone as she's on stage with Joe Black by her side. And uh, she, in her first order of business as Booker, is making this match immediately a fatal four-way match. And for a split second there, GB, I don't know about you, but I thought, I thought it was going to be Joe because Joe was right yeah. there with her. And then storming through the curtain right out on stage was uh, the Heathen Cruel, uh, fresh off of his chain match victory over Dylan, and he enters the match. And at that point, unfortunately for Owen, he was just kind of picking the bones because – Owen had already kind of been beat down by Cyrus and Judas. Um, Owen did take, I believe it was a choke slam at first, and he was able to kick out. We thought, okay, there's a little bit of life left. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw uh, Cruel setting up for that scorched earth, I know that nobody kicks out of the scorched earth, and there was nobody around to save him. And that's when uh, all the dread just kind of set in. Like, not only were we, you know, feeling it from earlier in the night, but now Cruel is the new SHW champion, and Brooklyn is uh, the SHW booker. She's got control now. And not only that, add this to the equation. Joe Black brings in a Contra flag and drapes it over Owen Knight. Contra, MLW Contra, you heard me correctly. The faction that ran roughshod over MLW is now infiltrated SHW. Uh, now, of course, over there in MLW, Cruel over there, known as Mads Kruger, has kind of taken the reins of that faction and, from our understanding, is, is rebuilding it in his own image, which is terrifying because he's a legit monster. And, you know, we saw the very early stages of that the other night at SHW 39, uh, building, rebuilding this faction, starting with Brooklyn and the Black Cloud, Joe Black, as they stood tall, holding up not only the title belt, but also that Contra flag, and uh, I'll let one of you guys reveal the announcement that Brooklyn made at the end of the night because I'm tired of talking and I'm just still sick to my stomach about kind of the whole thing. So uh, how are we feeling? I know we're not feeling great about it, but your thoughts on the main event. We have a new booker and a new champion. <sighs> I, I, the future of SHW. She said she wanted to make it Southern Dishonor. Yeah. What does that mean? What does she have planned for Southern Honor? No what kind of What kind of chaos? She is the procurer of chaos, right? Yeah. Hold on to your, to your bootstraps. I don't know what, what... I'm not announcing this this new match i'm gonna let gb do that but (laughs) um so the announcements continue the shock continues we find out we've got a new shw champion which i'm not sure whether or not to call him a two-time champion because i don't know if his former name counts or not and since apparently that gets us in trouble with our new boss i won't mention his name i'll just say we have a new shw champion We have a new boss of SHW. We find out Contra is here, which as someone who has watched MLW and watched Contra run roughshod over that company, I'm frightened about the idea of Contra in SHW. So then logically, it would all make sense to me that the first title defense would go to who I thought they give it to is Joe Black, which would be because Joe Black helped them win the whole thing. It would just make sense. It's the payoff for Joe Black. No, 
Instead, the Zach, the gear guy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of thoughts behind this. Uh, obviously, nobody in their right or their left mind thinks that Zach, the gear guy, is a legitimate number one contender. No offense, gear guy, but well, usually, he'll, he'll tell you himself. He's not trained. He's never had a match. Yeah, I mean, oh, you're right. He's not his number one bravado contender. is the size of Andre the Giant. I get it, <laughs> right? But the reality of it is. I think this is indicative of where uh, this new regime wants to go. They're not interested in bringing honor to the championship. They're interested in really hand handling their personal vendettas. And so we know there is some history between Cruel and the gear guy, which by the way, maybe I'm crazy, but most companies I'm familiar with, gear guys are kind of invisible, right? Kind of different here, you know, he's got a, a whole thing of his own going on, um, but he was picked on a couple of months back, out of the blue, Cruel puts him through a table, you know, now he's gone on social media and tried to challenge Cruel in his, you know, invisible way, but I don't think he ever, like, really imagined, although there was this one time where I remember him, see, this is the, this is, okay. So everybody's in this space where they talk about manifesting and they talk about how your words have power and they really do. I remember this invisible gear guy actually posting his dream match against Cruel and he said like SHW40. Oh yeah. He said that. Yeah. He said that. Well, real Even quick, though he I was not was... trained, and he knew he wouldn't be trained by SH40. I believe, though, it was supposed to be a tag match with Diana and Zach against... No, Diana was in his corner. Oh, that's, that's what it was. what his plan was. Oh, okay, now, I don't okay. think that part's going to happen, but we have a situation here, folks. Oh, boy. We've got the SHW champion challenging an invisible being, right? Like... This is crazy. And, and, and let me just say this, SHW Faithful, let me, let me, let me help you real quick. Because I know we love David versus Goliath. We love the underdog. And there are a lot of you out there who have been pumping up this 100-pound with combat boots soaking wet gear guy. And you've been making him feel like he's 360 pounds, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. This is, this is not what you want. If anything, you ought to be writing a petition to say somebody saved this boy. Because I don't <laughs> think there's any sort of uh, uh, parachute. There's no, uh, you know, there's no insurance here. No safety. They have every intention of having a match with this 100-pound boy who means well, his dream is to be a pro wrestler. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I'm just gonna tell you now, somebody needs to work and make sure that this boy does not make it to SHW 40. Don't let him come through the building. Gary, whatever part you have left, stop him. His parents, you're probably watching, take a sick day, keep this boy at home. Do not bring him on June the 10th because I, I can't help him. None of us can help him. I delete his socials so he doesn't challenge anybody else. <laughs> and that manifests in SHW 45. Okay. Like, I'm telling you, like only <laughs> let him surf the internet to, to, you know, do educational things. But keep this kid off of the social so he doesn't manifest another match that could potentially injure him for the rest of his little career. Or life. Or life. God bless Zach. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, you, we were talking about <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Now we need thoughts to issue a whole bunch of thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Remember, this, this I, is... prayed, 
I was praying pre-show for Gunner that time. Um, well, you have to do yeah. this all month you, long for Zach. You, you may need Gunner and and the All Star Special and and whomever else you can find. Um, this 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 is not good. This ain't. I agree. It's not good. Yeah, good. You talked about it earlier, uh, Diana. The procure of chaos. And that's exactly hardly even say it. That's exactly mm -hmm. what's uh, the very first announcement here. I guess I should say her second order of business. The first was entering Cruel into the match, and now he's the champ. So the second order of business, both well, both announcements is was nothing but chaos. So she's living up so, to her so moniker. So help me, guys, help me because I haven't seen it yet. Is there like really gonna be a flyer? That says I, Cruel well, versus Zach the Gear guy for the SHW championship? Every month we have, uh, you know, graphics made up for the matches. So I, if this is official, which from what I understand it, it is, I guess because she's got the power now to book matches and I guess it's official. And she's I have probably not got control over the graphic designer too. I, yeah. So I, oh, I mean, anyways, it's... Um, like I said, man, SHW 39 was an absolute roller coaster of emotions yeah. from yeah. sad to mad to happy to excited back to sad and mad again. Like, just a crazy, crazy night. And to, to dumbfounded is basically what we ended on. Yeah. Just, just and disbelief. Let me just, I, 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 if you've not watched SHW 39, I should just apologize in advance. I usually keep myself very composed and I didn't exactly do that and I want to apologize you know GB now. I don't I apologize you know you're uh, apologize if you want but I don't think it's necessary because I'm pretty sure what you said is what everybody and their mama was thinking when they were or seeing worse or worse oh they so. were probably thinking worse actually you're right yeah, yeah um well, that's so possible. I don't think uh you know I don't think it's necessary I, to apologize, but it's up. It's your apologies uh, or whatever, but I, I don't think it's necessary. Um, <laughs> all but, I uh, hope is that, I mean, somebody, somebody show up, somebody do something and see to it that that young man who has a future, he has a college degree. He might want to have children and a wife one day, like let that guy live to see another day by him hard, not showing up hard subject on, to change Always this is where it needs, listen, i'm telling you i I'm, I'm not telling you how to keep him from the building find a way to keep him from the building delete his socials like i and i and some might say you got the, no, no 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 i'm doing this for his own good yeah I'm doing this for his own good this, because this is I no want offense. Him to live. No offense to Zach at all. This is all this for is, his safety. At least until he's able to train. He's, his dream is to train. Listen, there's there isn't a training me. class long enough to get no. him ready for the SHW championship match. Like, is he? He's, he there aren't enough muscles. He, he, there's not enough weights he can lift. I mean, he can't go on a big enough protein diet. Like, what? 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 Yeah. He had a chair the other night. But he banged it on the ground. Like, does he, does he even have the capacity to hit somebody with a chair? All I like, know is that the he's SHW, a nice kid. SHW crowd was not helping matters whatsoever. No, that's why I'm telling it. them. Please. I think TV is more aggravated at that. Don't don't encourage him. Yeah. Don't don't. I'm telling you guys, you, this is not what you want to see. You don't. You want to see someone qualified who can beat. Because you can rest assured that the rules, and I don't know what, the, I don't know what kind of match it's going to be. I don't know what the rules are going to be, but I'm sure the rules aren't going to be put in the favor of Zach. No. So right. please, Zach, do what you need to do to go on vacation that day. Do we need to send you money in your cash app? Do we need to send something to you? Do your parents need to go on Wheel of Fortune and win a trip? Like, I don't know. But let's, let's figure something out. You know, it's a national holiday somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Some, something. Just keep that kid out of the action building on June the 10th. Yeah, look, I'll take over collecting the guy's gear if that's what it takes. I mean, seriously. You just, know, we, just, we, can, we can. But you know what's going to happen? I mean, I won't do it I as well. But. No, no, no. I know what's going to happen. 
he's going to now try to find me on social media and say, <laughs> how dare you? Don't you know I'm going to be the next SHW? So listen, all I'm saying is I'm trying to save your life, son. Like if, if that's not what you want and you really do want to get cruel in the ring and you do think you're going to be the next SHW champion, I can't believe I said that out of my mouth, go for it. But I'm just trying to save your life. That's all. Whew. Yeah. He did manifest it. He, he did. He did. He did. Well, yeah. And if you weren't there the other night and you're just hearing about all this for the first time, then, uh, yes, it all did happen, just like we said, and it was IWTV crazy. IWTV will be your friend, yeah. IWTV, check it out when it uh, gets <laughs> released, and uh, you'll see for yourself what we're talking about. But uh, it was and insane. if you need to go back and learn how things happened before, go back and watch SHW 38. That came out a week before 39 started, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you go know what? Just do yourself a favor and binge watch all of them because yeah. they're all great. Uh, 38 shows in uh, what, two days? Is it two days free? Five days free. Five days, five days, five days. Yeah. Use the code yeah. SHW, five days free, and you can watch 38 shows, 39 shows. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you're not doing anything else that week. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. And uh, don't sleep. Yeah, Wear don't a diaper. It's that good, though, folks. It really it's is. It's so good. You're not going to want to miss it. Have it on your phone and mm -hmm. whatever. You yeah. go to the bathroom with it. On your... Anyways. Absolutely. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's just move on because I'm, I'm tired of talking about this sickening thing that happened. But it is what it is. It has happened. And now we will move on. SHW 40, June 10th, the second Friday of Same June. Friday. Uh, and we will hammer that home the next few weeks. But, uh, Yeah. We'll be back next week, but hey, before we go, you see what I'm wearing. You see what GB's wearing. I love the red one. Yay. Yeah, how about that? Mm -hmm. ProWrestlingTees.com slash SHWPod. Pick up all of your SHW Podcast merchandise and support your favorite podcast. Hey, that's us. That's V3. Um, but hey, we will see you back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. But uh, until then, this has been... SHW. This is our wrestling. There you go.